Is this the, well, I mean, I think, can I, can I make some suggestions? Absolutely. I have the topics out there and they've been out there for weeks. All you had to do is put stuff out on the topics list and then we could have talked about them or you could wait until we start and then you start adding suggestions in. Hey, you know what we should come up with is a document we could store all these ideas in. Holy moly. And let's name it something that has nothing to do with the actual. Right, exactly. Yep. Yep. What is it called again? It's like topics for topics future. for future podcasts. Yeah, yeah. I wonder. Mm-hmm. I wonder what we could. I don't know. We'll have to take some time to figure that out, guys. We should have like a cloud file share. Oh my god, cloud storage! What a great idea. I can't even. I, I'm not in the room with Stuart, but I feel the the heat coming from his body from the anger that he has right now. All right, Stuart. What's some of your suggestions? No, no, I'm, I'm good. No, no, we got well, it. No, 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 no. I, I see, I see that they're all covered in the show notes. They are. I swear to God, are we gonna record it? Am I gonna work on the Fiat? Oh boy, it's been a long time. Um, I just want to take a moment to explain a little bit of why. It's a whole new year. Had, yeah. Besides the holidays, besides Christmas and New Year's and all that, um, I had a pa- I had a passing in the family. My father passed away early December, so that uh, just wasn't in the mood to record. So, uh, but we are back, and I want to get back into this and have some happy stuff go on. So, uh, we're going to talk about a Call of Duty, as of course, but we'll probably end the show on that. For those listeners that couldn't care less about Call of Duty, they can drop out early. But uh, we'll talk about CES. Uh, Jason was at uh, CES, and he was actually a uh, a keynote speaker. Is that is that anyway? Um, we also have um, we played Box One from Neil Patrick Harris, except for Stuart. Uh, so we're not going to tell secrets about it, but we will talk about our impressions. We got some shows and movies that some of us had enjoyed over the holidays, and then of course we will talk about Call of Duty and maybe. Uh, how we felt about 22 and uh, what's going to happen in tw- 23. We'll see. Don't get choked up, Ken. I mean, I know, it's gonna- I know it's been a whole new year. It's been, it's been a year and I, I can't believe I'm going to be one year older. I turned 50 in February. Oh. So I am your baby for it. Your baby. But this is old guys playing games. So let's get started. Um, Jason, I want to hear about your visit to the consumer electronics show in uh, early, early February. How'd that go? Well, you know, it was just one. <laughs> Jeez. The, you, I try to make it. I try not to make it sound okay. like an anchor, but it was it was fun. It, I will say, as I can you told talk my about friends, all the can you talk about all the exhibits you saw, Jason? All yeah, like, like Handy and everyone. I want to hear about Handy. It, no, you know, our company, which I won't mention, has a has a booth or not a booth. We we get a hotel conference ballroom. We bring our clients there. We do a lot of um, panels in there with with our clients, and I talked on one of those panels about um, a, a, one of the topics near and dear to my heart. But I will say, Hi, this, this be is my, Jason. Yes, after this is my fifth, fourth or fifth CES, and after your first, and two of us have, two, three of us on this call have been. You say like that was cool. I'm glad I did it. I don't know if I'll come again. And I, I've said that each one. And on this last one, I said, I think that's really the last one. And it really goes to the once you've seen a CES, 
you sort of get the gist that you've always wanted to see if you've not seen it, which is this vast array, massive scale, um, you know, great new introductions of products. But after you've seen, as I've said, Josh, after you've seen the the 10th connected kettleball or whatever it is, <laughs> smart tire, you're like, okay, I get it. And you don't necessarily, you can read even better reviews and overviews of the stuff that's um, an easier way to consume what you're seeing than going up to the booth and trying to like stand there and listen to the pitch about whatever the thing is. Mm. Reading the press, um, you know, their reviews of it, which they typically get a day or two ahead of CES to preview this stuff, you get a much better overview of the new tech. But it's neat to see the scale. It's neat to see all the massive, like I got to see um, all the new prototype cars and electric cars and, you know, hovercraft and all these crazy cool things. But after you've seen it once, it's kind of cool. May I ask a question? Absolutely. What percentage of the things you see there, like that are supposed to be consumer products, actually make it? It's actually a bigger percent. I mean, my impression, and I love Stu and Ken, it's actually a bigger percentage than you might imagine. There is stuff that you see, you know, is not ever going to make, uh, see the light of day. But most of the stuff you see there is ready for a purchaser. Yeah. And a lot of the consumer, the point of the show is that the electronic makers are trying to sell this to the big brands. Like they're trying to sell something to the Sonys, to the Nikons, to you know any of the, the major companies that might be the brand name that finally gets stamped on it. They're trying to sell that stuff and it's all ready to make it to market. Small yeah, percentage I, of the stuff doesn't. I, I agree. I think, And I think the general public that doesn't go, doesn't see, all they see is the... Someone invented a TV that's 5,000 feet high. And it's like, oh, it may come this year. That's the stuff you hear coming out of CES. But CES is ginormous with wholesalers and inventors and companies that are putting out product that will show up across across the patch. Um, so you, I would say 80% of it probably does show up. Um, but if you look at the stuff that gets the press, probably... Fifty percent of the stuff that hits the press will show up in the in the next uh, in the next year, um, but it is cool to talk to the people, and it's always cool to see some of the. What, what's cool is if you go for multiple years, like Ken and I, we went for multiple years, and Jason, you've gone for multiple years. Is you see, you see the patterns of the trends. Like you know, it's funny. Like eight years ago was e-readers, right? And now and they sort of faded, but now we're back to e-writers. And now there's a whole, you know, you see these fads come in and out. Ken and I were there with the big HD DVD Blu-ray controversy where, you know, the, where the, we're like, like right before the show, um, Blu-ray basically bought Warner Brothers uh, loyalty and killed HD DVD. So you see those sort of things float through, but in the end, there's a lot of, a lot of that tech does show up. I would yeah, not have guessed there's that, a lot of- that high. There's a lot of tech actually that they display there that are already on the market that you can purchase. You can leave the leave the CES, walk into an electronic store, and buy off the shelf. But um, they had over 115,000 attendees, and uh, I don't know if that necessarily counts all of the exhibitors, but uh, they had over 3,000 exhibitors, um, which is pretty crazy. But um, but Jason's right. You, you go the first couple times and you're you're really into it. You know, you're like, oh wow, it's cool to see all these different TVs and all this this big tech from the big companies. Um, but after you've done that a couple times, it becomes very redundant and um, yeah, monotonous. However, 
So, so after that, what I started to do is walk the fringe and you start to see the companies, the small companies that are being really, really innovative and they sell these technology to the big companies. And that's the coolest stuff I think is the stuff that is the fringe, fringe tech. Um, and you mentioned the cars, uh, when we went, uh, early on the first couple of times, the audio stuff was, was separate. It was the car, car tech was not even in the same building. Um, it's only been within the past five, six years, I think that they've brought it inside the CES, um, which is great. And it, it really, when the impetus of the electric cars started that the cars started to show up more and more yeah. inside the main. Well, what changed was part. right. Right. I mean, back when we first started going the car tech, so the, the CES car tech was radios and amplifiers and whatever. And then it sort of moved into iPhone holders and this now it's car companies. Right. Yeah. Because car companies are tech. Right. And yep. I think that you saw that shift about five, six years ago, and they all want to be there to be cool in the tech world. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. I tried to mute. Um, um, but the one other thing I was going to say, the one thing I think came out that's relevant to our gaming audience is there was huge leaps. So the thing you'll see coming is there, there was huge leaps in TV tech this year. And it wasn't you won't it won't get the press because it's not as sexy. But what ended up happening is. The panels, like last year, you saw that the panels, they started upping the brightness and putting heat sinks on the back of the panels to get better HDR and better brightness and more hertz out of the screen, right? So you could get, you know, so that's really important for gamers, but that required big heat sinks. This year, they were actually, in some cases, able to get 60% more brightness, which is unbelievably amount of brightness, which will give you a lot of detail and increase the megahertz of the, uh, of the TVs. So that for gamers, both from the TV perspective and from the monitor perspective is some tech you'll see this year that will, will make a difference in gunfights. Right. So take a look at that. It's not just the brightness though. It's right. It's it's the contrast as well. Correct. Correct. Because back in the day, you could only get true blacks from the plasmas screens you know and now then it was the oleds gone by the by the wayside you know the oleds have taken over the now the lcds and leds are trying to get on the uh, on the tech to try to make their true blacks and uh and it's it's amazing i mean for those that are uh you know people that watch a lot of film and television and stuff like that and are are uh pretty excited about that kind of technology it, it's it's getting really good unfortunately as old guys my eyes aren't as good anymore so i can't even really benefit from it so okay i did see um and i think Stu, you're the one that found it i didn't see it on the floor until you till you said it but they had the um the different sneaker boxes that you could put your yeah. collectible sneakers in and they would sanitize deodorize Those are lg them yeah yeah lg and um, there were a few other makers, lower end makers, that were probably making them for competitors of LG. But um, definitely something Josh would love. Why? Why am I just now hearing about this? I Wait, said I you, uh, you're not. The, I texted you, Joshua. Yeah, that was in the thread. So. Right the day I saw it, I texted you, I said, <coughs> Joshua. I even I think mm, I even called you. I, I think I even called you out. So, Joshua. Hmm. <laughs> okay, I missed that one. I yeah. yeah. I was like, and it. I think two things. One, it it, it does it disinfects the shoes right away, and then it stores them and lights them. And I was like, oh, I could see this in your uh, in your man cave. Hmm. I must go to the Google. I will find <laughs> it right now. I'll type in LG shoe. So is that I'm assuming it's a clear glass or a clear plastic it, box. Three it's sides lit are clear. And it's sanitized? Correct. Three so sides, the base three contains all of the electronics to take care of it? I'd have to go or back and look. the back? And they're stackable. No, I was. I think one of them is I the desanitizer, and the rest are the display. I think. Oh, those are pretty this, awesome. 
this is yeah. the so the that of it. And, and <laughs> that just shows you how big sneaker collecting has gotten that Until it comes it's in. not so. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's real popular. i mean it could yeah, be a, it's it probably if this type of thing is probably a fad because nor i would guess the people that are buying sneakers for the most part are i'm sure these are super expensive are not gonna uh, want to buy too many of those but they're not going to be cheap i would imagine but they it's apparently it's not they had them last year apparently they're not new but apparently there's some new versions of them this year Interesting. Um, yeah, there's so a lot of cool tech. It's not just about TVs and and computers and stuff like that, or or now cars. There's a lot of fringe tech that is really interesting. So I, I encourage people to go out there and search the Googles to find the the CES fringe tech and see what they can find. It's pretty cool stuff. I think that's the big thing, right? Tech is now ubiquitous to everything. When we started going Ken back, and I'd have to go back and look the first year we went, but it was. Early two thousands, maybe or middle two thousands. Yeah, it was before it was before the iPhone. It so was before it was the before iPhone. Before two thousand seven, it was. So uh, you know the tech was not really around phones, but they did have phones there. Um, you know because the Japanese market of phones back then was was still pretty prominent. Um, but yeah, it was it was interesting. Agreed, agreed. And it and yeah. back then it was more about now it's everything's text inside text inside of everything. So. The question yeah. becomes, does CES stay as the show it is? I mean, like the old shows like Comdex and the old computer shows went away. So we'll see. I mean, there's a lot of talk about does E3 go away from a gaming perspective? Is it really needed anymore? And do you need conventions right. like that anymore? Um, but, um, you know, well, it, has, sense, it has. I always like to go to flows, it. Right. Yeah, Peaks fun. and valleys in tech. I mean, when when the smartphones came out, when when iPhone 7 came out, now we, we saw a ton of flood of phones in the CES, you know, and then that kind of backed off and. Then we saw a flood of Internet of Things, you know, where your refrigerators are now connected to the network, you know. So now we're seeing a lot of phone, uh, cars and electronic vehicles mm. and, and uh, battery powered vehicles and stuff like that. So it, it, it would be interesting to see what the next big thing is when it comes out. But uh, I think we're hitting a bit of a, okay. um, a valley here. Cool. Okay. Um, so over Christmas... Um, Jason got a Christmas gift from Neil Patrick Harris. Um, Directly it, from him. <laughs> Jason. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris has released a escape room box um, that is for one. It's called Box One. It's a game for one. However, um, it, I encourage everybody, and Jason will attest that it's, and, and Josh will attest too, that it's a lot of fun to play with the family. So um, I had it already, but I had not played it yet. Jason got it. He, he's the first one to play it, and he really, he was so excited to tell us about it. We both convinced Josh to get it, and Josh played it with his kids. Um, then I played it with my wife. My son is, uh, can't be bothered. But um, <laughs> my, yeah, it was just my lot. it was just my daughter. My son could not be bothered with it. Okay, sorry, you had that you suffered the. But same we had a great time. It was good. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's very, uh, um, it's funny. It's very uh, thought provoking. You really have to put on your your thinking cap to try to figure some of these puzzles out. But um, and I would say creative. Yes. The way it Thank was you. architected and. The box and all that was awesome. Which, without ruining, because I knew zero about the game when when we started. So 
I sat down one night and I like everyone had gone to bed and I was just going to sit there and do this myself. And then I got like a few things into the game. I'm not going to share even what it, I, and then I'm like, no, 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 I got to do this with my, with my girls. Cause they'll love this. Yeah, which they did. But I, I knew zilch about it. And so now th- reflecting back and again, doing my best not to spoil anything. Think about this question. Could they do a box two for the reason that now we know how it works, right? Because what would we be doing if we got box two? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Well, um, well that's all. I, that's on you, though. That's not on the creator, <laughs> right? If you're gonna if you're gonna jump ahead, that's your own fault. Right? Well, it's funny because I've done so many of these types of things that I noticed that stuff immediately. Oh, really? There, yeah, I, there's I, other I caught things like this, and oh, I, okay. but I hid them from my wife so that there was that element of surprise, you know, um, to guide her to where it needed to be, even though I already knew about some of them, you know? So I thought that was very cool. Um, and I think they could do, um, there's a lot of other things that they could do. They, they did a great job of utilizing, um, a lot of the tricks. Uh, yeah. And, uh, I think that they can, they can, they could expand upon it box too, but he's got some other stuff on his site that is pretty cool. Um, we're going to go ahead and order another another piece that they've got. So I'm sure they highly recommended. Cool. on the, the other... integrations they did. Right. Well, we'll I, wait till uh, I'll give it a try. I'll Stuart try. gets it. And I, the one thing like I like about too. Neil Patrick Harris because I'm a, as you guys know I'm a big 3D print guy. He's a big 3D printer. Yeah, he's a big. He's a oh, geek. Really? He's a geek. He's oh, a geek. he's a, he's a he's a nerd for sure. Yeah, he's one of them. Um, but anyway, yeah. I once you get it, we'll talk a little bit more about it because I really encourage our listener to. Uh, to go ahead and go out and get that because it's it's a blast. Um, that kind of stuff, my wife and I love that stuff. So we're we're always in on something like that. All right, cool. Um, so Josh, we tried to convince you to get a remarkable. Did mm. you end up getting a remarkable? I didn't. I could not. I could not get past two reasons. It's expensive. Yeah. Right. Plus, I didn't realize that it's almost three years old. That doesn't matter. Doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. It's unbelievable. So, I'm. How old are you, Josh? I convinced myself to wait until. I'm assuming what, the remarkable another version three won't that come won't out. come. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> so if it if it doesn't <laughs> if it doesn't come, idea. I'll use my iPad. I mean, I'm not. Yeah, iPad's spend fine. Four hundred bucks on a. Uh, it's you know no, a one trick pony i just can't it's, no, it's 600 I, it's bucks josh let's get your numbers right okay it's completely different jason Whatever. give us give us the uh, sales pitch on the remarkable too the, i mean i had the i've had the ipad oh, one Pro, more thing the one newest more one yes. one more thing i did i did use jason's i am a lefty yeah, you can flip that. I, I spent more it. time. You can flip Jason, all the you navigations. Didn't flip it for him. No, there, I should have flipped. There's it. a lefty. Oh. There's yeah, you can flip. You can flip it. So the yeah. So anyway, um, for, for your handicap, Josh, is, I've used an iPad Pro We're with better. the pencil, the new pencil, and it just is nowhere close to writing on this. Um, it and, and I have to have the feel. Some people are fine. They pull up OneNote on an iPad with the pencil, and it feels fine to them. I have to have the feel of paper. Uh, for it to sort of have that same, yes. So I agree. I I it writes it superior to the iPad without a doubt. I'm not questioning that. I I uh, iOS now has free this free. I think it's called Freeform. It's like this canvas that I started using. It's a little bit better than just using the Notes app, but 
I, I still, I just could not. It was just too expensive for me. To... That's fair. I what what you did. Stu said this is the year. Like last a few years ago, it was readers, and this this is writers. There were a lot of writing mm-hmm. tablets um, yeah. at CES this year, and there's a lot of off brand ones. Um, Stu had a good video that we could share in the links, uh, reviewing all the different ones. This will undoubtedly be a market that all of the big makers, the laptop makers, uh, like Lenovo, HP, you know, you name it, will get into this game. They'll be consistent with corporate policies with um, multi-factor authentication. They'll sync with M365. That stuff will come, right? The only question is, do you wait a year for the first ones of them? And then you've got a couple of years until they get really good. Um, and that's fine. If you're not, if you're not like, if you don't have a yeah. tremendous well, need for it, then, then maybe wait. Yeah. And I thought I was, I was probably in between Jason and, and, and Josh, right? Cause I'm the same way I've, I've used services since the first HP tablets. So I've always been writing on those things and I, and I tend to use them, but I, and then because it, the way I use it, I, it's never perfect. I don't want it to be perfect. It's, and this isn't perfect because it doesn't sync with one note and the other things, but um, one, I have a hundred days, so it's, it's like a Casper mattress. You know, I've got a hundred days. If I, if I don't like it at day 99, it's gone. Right. Um, they did open up the ecosystem, Josh. That Never was to big... be resold again. Right. <laughs> what, one, of, one of the things they did, um, was they opened up the ecosystem. It used to be very closed. And I think that was part of the challenge with held remarkable back, um, with their 3.0 software. And to Jason's point, I think, and you, your waiting may not be a bad thing if you don't Uber need it right now. Because within six months, I think this market's going to become basically the new hot area, and, it, and integration will be critical to that hot area. And so, bam, it's going to be done pretty quick. Um, there you go. So um, I think it's it is it is great to write. And one thing I love, I don't know, Ken, about you, but like I've tried all the different pencils and pens. The mechanical pencil brings me back. It actually feels like I'm writing with a mechanical pencil back in college and engineering school. So I love the mechanical pencil feel. Um, and maybe it's psychosomatic, but my God, it feels like I'm writing with a mechanical pencil. So yeah, that's cool. it's it's something the combination of the the screen texture and the the tip that they're using makes it feel like you're dragging graphite across <laughs> a piece of paper. It really does. It does. It's it's very, very cool. Um, besides the fact that the, the, um, immediate response that you're getting on the screen itself, you know, the, the, how fast it is to capture that, that touch from the pen. Um, it's really impressive. And and I agree with you, Stuart. I think initially when I started using this, um, I did have problems with the ecosystem and I was disappointed that, uh, um, that we couldn't do some of the things that, uh, we wanted to do with it, sharing our notes and storing yep. it and all that stuff and the subscription uh, model that they had and, and all that. But, but I'm, I, I was, a I, I tried my best to take notes on my phone. I tried to take notes on tablets on my laptop. Um, and then I just resorted back to taking notes on paper and pen, you know, and, uh, and once I got this, I've converted completely over to it. So, um, for if you're a type of person that, that really just likes to be able to write your notes, um, this is the way to go. Shy of using a paper and pen, um, highly recommend it. It's 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 really cool, and the fact that you can do OCR, you know, optical character recognition, and and convert it to Word docs and stuff like that is is pretty good. So, I'm pretty impressed with it. I'm not going to use the OCR. I found even with everything else I've done, I just prefer to have my writing. The only thing, the things I don't like. Now, I figured out a way to bring it into OneNote as a PNG or whatever. The one thing I like about OneNote, I think is really good, even with my 
horrible prescription typewriting is its ability to search handwriting. You don't have to convert it. It can search it and find it. But man, with what's coming with AI and everything else, I mean, the next year when it comes to Inter- interface and you know and, and all that kind of stuff. I think it's going to blow it. We're, we're going to look back and, and just say, "What this? Okay, we can <clears> imagine when it convert this for me." Well, imagine if it starts to know every one of your letters and it and it can do the type ahead. You know how like Microsoft can do it types ahead. Mm-hmm. It knows so it, you start writing and it can type ahead and write in your penmanship. That would be that's coming. Nuts. That's not that's not far. I, I don't think not, that's not, hard not for at you. all. That's in yeah. this year. Yeah, right? I agree. and then I agree and then and then Cyberdyne I, Industries can forge your signature and stuff like that. Cyberdyne, oh, sorry. Um, yeah, well, you it know, just makes it easier to steal your identity, right? Uh-huh. Thanks, thanks, guys. Thanks. Excellent. All right, um, let's uh, let's see. It's been what uh, twenty six minutes. Let's take a quick break, and then we'll uh, we'll come back from the break and talk about a little bit other things, maybe some shows and movies and close out with some call of duty stuff so and we're back let's talk about some shows and movies that we've seen during the break uh when i call it the break it's just really the downtime that we had in between so uh one thing i was happy to see back was the jack ryan series on amazon i haven't seen it yet I won't talk about the latest season, but I, I do enjoy that series. I think it's really well done. Agreed. And uh, Josh apparently is meh about it. So uh, are you yeah, talking but- about just the season three or are you talking about the entire series, well, Josh? I, I, th- it, I haven't seen season three. I haven't even gone through two. Um, two maybe okay. it's the Maybe it's the gym thing from The Office. I, I don't know. I, I just find it. I just can't like get riveted by it. I'm on my phone during it. Whereas like. Oh, wow. Something like Slow Horses, I found was well was one where it, it keeps me captivated. So well, let's well, Jason. It's not Ken, horrible. Uh, it's just not fantastic. Ken, have you seen all three seasons? I have. I've watched uh, the entire uh, thing. Okay, so season one I thought was good. Season two it didn't captivate me as much. The whole premise in South it just didn't do it for me. I still Wait, liked, which, which show? Jack, Jack Ryan. Ryan. Okay. I liked. I, I mean, I liked the Jack Ryan character. I think he plays good as a as a as a analyst quant spook type guy, and I think he does a good job. I can I can buy him in that, just like I can buy Chris Pratt as you know what he does after the office after what Parks and Rec or whatever. But I do. I'm, I'm hoping season three is a little bit more captivating than season two. And Ken, I'm going to just tell just tell me, do you think it was better? Nope, that's no. <laughs> I th- I think it was. Okay. I, I think it was because I felt like there was a little bit more action. There's a little bit, I mean, with any of the Jack Ryan stories, there's always going to be that element of uh, politics that usually bores me. Um, and there is some of that. Um, but I found, I found it to be really well done. It kept me coming back. I mean, whatever I'd sit down and my wife and, and son are, are busy doing other things. That's the first thing I'd go to is yeah. to watch the next episode of Jack Ryan. So well, my wife loves that. It should be like, you know, how many do we watch two? Can we, do we have time to watch one more? I mean, normally they captivate us in. So, um, um, I'll watch it. We'll watch it soon and see what it's like. But I, I, I love the character of Jack Ryan, the unwitting. Yeah unwitting I mean, spot Tom Clancy right? did a terrific job with that character he's done a terrific job with most of his IPs um with uh I mean even the ones that translated into video games you know yeah. 
Rainbow Six and Splinter uh, Cell. Splinter Cell, you know. So these these are all great titles um, that I, I find that they that really draws me in. So he's definitely a, a good storyteller and uh, the characters and the, are and, really and the Russians out. are the bad guys again. So I don't know if they're the bad guys. Yeah, in, I mean, in the new series, I mean, but come how, on, we, we've come full circle. Absolutely, one ping Russians, only, Vasily. That's right. If we could only get him back into the 40s, you killed us. we could have the Nazis again. You so. arrogant. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Jack Ryan. So, uh, we got a meh from Josh and a excitement for me and, Je- and Ken. So I haven't seen it yet. Captivated. So, yeah. have, have you seen any of them, Jason? Yeah, for one and two. Okay. I haven't seen Okay, okay cool. Later. Um, all right. Do you have next? any opinions, Jason? You seem to be occupied by something else. So, we're just... I haven't. He's I'm writing on his remarkable. remarkable. I'm writing my, my uh, year in review, my 2020 tweet. Oh, um, you're Oh, or like the that, the yes, well. reflections on last year. Oh, I, okay. You're preparing we, for we, a later topic. We really like it. Um, it's, okay, it's good, good, good it's, talk. It's one of those that's sort of just like <laughs> eh, compared to the show I'll go to now really quickly is Yellowstone. If oh, you here we seen go, it, man. Where's your cowboy hat, man? Um, Josh, you can't watch one episode and no, say Jason, one, anything Jason, about it. Jason, I okay, Josh, so I can say what I want. Moment. Let him have his money. I, I don't, I, you you don't tell me what I can say and what I can't say. Let's oh, just throw boy. that right out. I love there. conflict on the show. Love it. I didn't say I wasn't going to watch it. It was just a little. It's been a little difficult to get into. I liked Slow Horses better. I'll get back to it so you can relax. Thank oh, okay. you. Jay, Jason, tell us why you love Yellowstone before it's Mr. Matt it's tells really, us why we don't like show. it. I'm going to do awesome something show. else while he love does it. this. Well, Jason, <laughs> we should post your photo of you next to the Yellowstone car yesterday. That would be excellent. Are, are you going to talk about it? You just wanted to mention it like a conversation. No, it was cool. So, no, and so, walk so, away. So, so real quick. So, oh, well, real quick. So Ken and Jason and I were at a, were at a car auction yesterday. And we were, we were walking around. And there was a, there was a Yellowstone truck. It was like a truck with a camper back or whatever and it was like the yellowstone theme jason's like oh my god and it had like for the for the gear shift it was a shotgun stock and the seats were um cowhide it was pretty it was it was oh, pretty wow. clear it was pretty and all, inside was a lot of like burnt wood instead of like plastic the way they did it was pretty like if you took a stagecoach and made it into a into a truck it was a it was unique let's put it that way it did not sell by the way that, and it was actually modeled after the show yeah yeah yeah, it was cool. The, the gear shift, I can imagine, Jason and I were talking about this yesterday. We're like, you imagine you drive this and then you get pulled over and then the cop's like, gun, gun, gun. They're like, no, it's just a gear shift. It's just a gear shift. <laughs> anyway, nice. so Jason, uh, Jason, now we're starting to watch. I mean, Shan, Shan and I talked about this morning. We're going to start watching Yellowstone starting, I think, later tonight. So we're excited because it looks like it's, uh, without seeing it, here's my, here's Stuart's, like if I was pitching it. It looks like a mix between The Sopranos meets Dallas meets tombstone yeah maybe good, maybe throw in some bro- anarchy or brothers of anarchy whatever that show was sons of anarchy sons of anarchy the most ridiculous show ever made on tv probably but it was written excellent written by the same guy right i think tyler sheridan i don't know that's a good question anyway. um i don't know we should we should talk about it when when you guys have seen it more um because there's there's a lot to it it's just and just i will great, great i will television. give it more of a chance jason don't worry Awesome. Yeah. Let's come back to that one because it's it's rich. All right. Stuart and Jason, have you seen Slow Horses? Uh, I saw last season. We started the first episode of this season. All right. And we had the memory of the this run slow. We liked season one. We didn't love it. 
but we'll get back into it because I know there's a lot more to it. So that when we're done with all of the Yellowstone follow-up shows, we'll go back to Slow Horses. Like I, I so have Slow no Horses is a very is. typical British drama, cop drama. So it does run a little slow, but the dialogue is absolutely amazing. I absolutely love the dialogue Gary and the, so the colloquialisms and the the slang. So it's 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 a cop drama. Um, it's actually like MI five or MI six. I'm trying to remember. MI five. Anyway, I haven't watched the second season yet. Yeah. We will start even watching that as uh, as we get past some of the other stuff we're working on. But um, highly recommend that show if you like the British. It's got Gary Oldman um, and some other people that you'll recognize as well. But he's he's fantastic in that show. Oh, I have to watch it. I like. Um, Ken, did you ever watch MI Five, the series, the UK series, which is no, amazing. I never did. I never did. Okay, but first of all, if you like slow horses and something like MI Five, the MI Five series in the UK is phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Some of the best, and really, what I always liked about the British when they do these kind of shows, they don't shy away from controversial topics. Like they'll sure they make it very relevant, and they don't. They don't get as maybe as PC as we do around some of these things. The bad guys are the bad guys that are relevant to today. And my five was that way. So, so I'm looking forward to seeing it because like that and like the bodyguard. Bodyguard? Yeah, yeah. I haven't watched that one yet, but I, I do want to see that one as well. Oh, bodyguard's good. They're the only the only topic they tend to shy away from is the royal family. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They will they will go they will go right after Parliament. They will go right after MPs. They will talk about race issues and stuff like that. Um, they won't shy away from stuff like that. Trans, they'll talk about gender and stuff like that. But uh, they they typically kind of shy away from the, the royal yeah. family as a controversial topic. But uh, Makes sense. but yeah, I, I really enjoy their... We watch probably the 80% of the TV we watch these days is British TV. So yeah. Certain people in the news aren't shying away from talking about the royal family. But that's, that's a true. whole different story. My that's brother true. pushed me down. All right. <laughs> My bed is smaller than his. <laughs> really? Another oh, great man. show uh, to finish off the shows is uh, Inside Man. Um, it's David Tennant plays a vicar, and uh, it, it's only about four, four or five episodes. Typical, typical show run for uh, British shows, but highly recommend it. It's very, very well done. It's even got Stanley Tucci in it as well. Um, it's it's that's a good one. So add that one to your list as well. I have one, and Stuart and Ken are probably going to get mad at me for frisk. I found Frisky Dingo. You ever heard of Where'd that? Where'd you find it? Where, did you lose it? That was on HBO Max. Now, oh, <laughs> I didn't realize that was a precursor. Like I had no idea that was like a precursor to Archer. What? Stuart doesn't what? know anything about it. Wait, I've say it again. Heard, it's a precursor to what? It's called Frisky Dingo. It's I think it's two seasons and they're like 11, 10, 11 minute shorts. And it's Ooh. like the beginnings of Archer. Oh, oh, I'm in. It is so funny. I've only got, I think it's three episodes so far. But if you like Archer. I, well, you know I love Archer. Frisky Dingo. So good. It's I, I guess Adam Reed. I think he did. Yeah. Yeah, Archer. Yeah. He did that, and I believe the main character is the same voice of Ray. Yes, the same. Okay. That guy's funny. The villain, he's hilarious. All right, and I think the main cool. guy is like Archer-like, but I think it's Ray's voice from Archer. I mean, I haven't confirmed that. All you guys say, I mean, so in. funny. First of all, I love the name. 
I don't know why that's the name. Millionaire. That, a that's philandering a billionaire playboy who moonlights as the superhero Awesome X faces against his great greatest adversary, Killface, but finds balancing <laughs> his business and superhero lives difficult. Killface. I mean, he, that guy, game. Killface. I mean, it, it's Does he like steal the show. It's like uh, what's the guy in Archer, the the blonde dude that was like the arch nemesis. And you've turned into like oh, a um, android, whatever. It's uh, it's like a combination of him and a bunch of the other. It's just so Barry, funny. Barry, Barry, Barry. Yeah, it's so funny. Just watch it if you okay, if done. you like Archer, I'll watch it. <laughs> I, I love Archer. You know I that, figured so. you guys would be like, oh my god, that was the beginnings of Archer, and I can't believe you didn't. No, know that. I'm actually shocked. I'm I'm actually no. That's a great point. I mean, normally that was early days. It looks like it was on Cartoon Network on the on the Adult Swim. And we, I missed it. Maybe that was when we were doing the we are the weird stuff. But it looks like it came out right after Steel Lab twenty twenty one, which was also very good. Right, that's the other one that I I, I haven't watched, but I heard is a, also like a precursor to. So yeah, I need yeah. Steel Lab twenty twenty one is good. Steel Lab twenty twenty one reminds me a little bit of when Archer went to space. It's very similar to that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> so Frisky Dingo, watch it. Done, absolutely done. I own. I actually bought all the seasons of Archer. Put it that way. There's not many things that I you know that you wait for the stream i own all those yeah so good anyway. so good Stuart, did you finish watching or did you start watching peripheral no but i will okay can't talk good about show. that then no i know i know good i gotta show. i gotta be in a very yellowstone's better like i i would for you Stu, i think you would like yellowstone better than that yeah yeah but i'll watch them all i gotta catch up. i mean the yeah, peripheral is a good travel thing it, it gets a little bit confusing in some points like similar to inception so I mean, it's good. It's worth watching. It's cool, yeah. but it's a little. I'm I'm conscious we're coming up on Josh's time. Uh, yeah, I know. So I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about two movies real quick that I saw. Uh, I saw Violent Night with Ooh. David Harbour. Oh, I want to see that. Good. Yes, yes. It's okay. very. It's a cross between Die Hard and Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Um, yeah. Wow. Okay. I'll give right. you a moment to let that marinate. Okay. Um, there is it's so well done. It's so well right. done. I highly recommend. I don't want to ruin anything about it, but you, you're you'll enjoy it. It's if you're a fan of '80s action films, uh, you're gonna enjoy it. It's it's really well done. Okay. Cool. Um, the hey, second one I saw. Go ahead. Oh, you want to talk we, about that just, now? No, I just I just it, um, soon, it right? came across right. It starts soon. We should definitely have an episode about it because this. This is supposed to be like all the reviews, the people that have seen it thus far, Last of Us, um, say it's amazing. Yeah. And so those that video are game. watching the video because we don't publish it, that was a, uh, he was showing the the trailer or the HBO Max ad for I, The Last of Us, which started off as a video game or a book. Yes. A video game. I think video first, game. I didn't know the about the The first book. series was really well received. The second series was not well received right. at all. Of the and game. And I want to see the reviews after the access media stops. I want to see the other reviews, but I'm curious of it. It looked, I like, you know, that could be, it looks really good. I mean, it's post-apocalyptic, right? So it's very. Yeah. So I, I think since I'm a fan of, of the walking dead, I think I'm going to enjoy it, you know, cause it does have that zombie-esque uh, feel about it too. There's some part, part of that, but uh, cool. uh, the other movie was black phone with Ethan Hawke. Um, yeah, it's based in the, it's based in the seventies, I think late seventies, I think. And, uh, I really liked it. I really liked the premise. I liked the twists that was really well told. Ethan Hawke did a phenomenal job 
as his mm-hmm. character. He's a great actor. Um, it's it's not the it's not the jump scares. It's not the it's no gory film. It's 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 a psychological uh, thriller, and uh, and I, I was really engrossed in that one. That that one was really well well done. I really highly recommend you watch that. So, I have a shout out to our friend Beast Ken for for finally pushing me over the edge on Get Out. That movie, awesome, right? oh my gosh, that movie is so good. And and I was telling I was telling Ken the story. So I was watching it on the plane back from Canada, and it was the free movie you know you get through their Air Canada app or whatever. And there was ten minutes left, and we landed. So <laughs> it stopped right before like the big finale. But that movie, oh man, thank you again. That was and you so... saw Nope, right? I haven't seen the other two, no. I know because I'm not a like I'm not that like I'm not a scary movie guy, so I'm always shy away from it. But See, I'm gonna I, watch I, those too. I I wanted him to Jason. I wanted him to watch uh, Get Out first. Yeah, yeah, it's, for it's, sure. It, there, there's no continuation between them, but I wanted him to see them in the order that that Jordan Peele made them because I think that's important. Very much like if you watch M Night Shyamalan movies, yeah. if you watch them in the order that they're made, you get a little bit more out of it. Because if you start with the end ones, they're not nearly as good as the first mm-hmm. ones. Mm-hmm. They get know? better, but yeah. you'll appreciate the second and, and last ones because you've seen the first few. So watch yeah, us was... next, and then you can watch Nope. But uh, I'm glad you got a chance to see it. I'm glad you felt safe to watch it when you were enclosed in a tube with 300 other people. So um, I'm glad you felt safe so to good. watch that. So good. It was M. Night meets Quentin Tarantino. It was really good. Yeah, yeah. Which turns Stuart off. You just lost Stuart on that one. So. I know. I know. But that's okay. We all don't have to like the same thing. Oh, look. It's high school AV video time. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> All it's right, a Jason. More sophisticated than that, I think. I'm going to turn it over to you, and I'd like for you to give us the rundown for our takeaways from 2022. And I Jason, two, no, these are like my my summaries of the year. I was telling Ken this the other day. I had a I'm having a big like uh, existential moment with my um, with my Game Pass Ultimate subscription. If I, you know how like Spotify and all these things do year in review. If Game Pass Ultimate gave me a year in review, it would say, "Congratulations, you paid or you played ten hours of non uh, of Game Pass games." Um, and we pay a lot for that, and we just don't play that way. Like we play Call of Duty ninety nine percent of the time, and that's the three of us. Ken's different, and he'll share. But um, I'm really trying to figure out if I should renew because it's so darn expensive. I don't still play those games. What so is the point cost difference? One. What savings will you get if you? You know, I don't know the difference. Yeah, so and you know, you don't know. <laughs> making that, making that grandiose statement. Oh, it costs so much. It's for you know? it's for the audience, Ken. It's for the audience. <laughs> it's it's not worth Jason's time to go check the difference. In price. All right, I'll go ahead and Google that for you. <laughs> okay, and, Google. Uh... The other point I was going to make a reflection, and you saw a little bit in this in this uh, episode, is we had our first like really big blow up game fight this year and it it made us better a better squad and we just played a little bit earlier we're getting better and you need to have those sorts of throwdowns with your squad to get better but it also makes you better friends so totally i was gonna break through it's a breakthrough of friendship like we've been great friends but things like that is like Stu said at one time it's like brothers and sisters you have to have those brother sister 
throwdowns until uh, to, to, you know, to grow your bonds. And we had one of those or a few of those moments this year. So those are my two quick reflections. Which is why Harry deserved the beatdown that William probably gave him. But let's go on. <laughs> wow. And I think we're all, I think all four of us are better people coming out of that. Are you really? Oh, I thought you stopped there at better people. <laughs> I just well, I mean, I'm so better, weird. but I mean, the four of us are better. Oh, I Jason, thought you were Adam. saying we as your collective. Uh... Well stated, Jason. Well stated. <laughs> yes, thank you, Jason. All right, Stuart, give us your takeaway from 2022. Um, I think so. From our standpoint, um, you know, we we got together a couple times in 2022, which was fun. I mean, if I look back, and that was good. Um, I do think, um, obviously. I, I think Call of Duty went through a lot this year. We obviously talk a lot about that, but we went from Vanguard and and you know, the concept of World War II and what it had to sort of like the game was sort of meh. Now we played through that because we like playing, you know, the game with each other. Um, but you know, I think Modern Warfare Two brought us back to a little bit of love of the game. And I think I will I will say this: props to Activision on uh, on on DMZ as a game type. I mean, when I first saw it, I was like, uh, and I think everybody loves it. Um, and so I think that's, I think that's a big one. So we're 23. I, I'm, uh, I'm, this is going to be the year AI and I don't know what that's going to mean yet. I'm worried it's going to mean a lot for cheaters. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sort of worried about cheating in general, in, game types right? in, ge- in general. I mean, I do. It's funny. I was watching a video the other day about, you know, using chat GPT and I'm trying to get into sort of how to use it. Cause it, it, it we're going to, we're going to look back. So this is, can you mention it? This is 2007 for AI. This is pre-iPhone. Chat GPT released in December. The hype is up there. People are going to scam people on it. There's going to be a lot of things to go on. But in general, we're going to look back 10 years from now and say, how did I ever live without my assistants that do my bidding and do things for me that I don't want to do, that I can't do? So I would say, hey, I need a I need a part for a Fiat. Go find the best one. Find the one that fits my thing and then come back to me and tell me what it is. Right? I don't have to do that anymore. that's going to be ubiquitous in 10 years. So this is going to be your AI. I think keep your eyes open. Think about your investments. Think about those kind of things because I think investing in the right AI companies today will be the Teslas of 10 years from now. And uh, so that's a big thing for me and how AI is going to permeate and what that's going to mean. And of course, all the, what it could mean and all the other fun stuff to Josh's point around um, um, Skynet. Um, Give me uh, your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle, please. (laughs) (laughs) If an Austrian guy shows up at your door and asks for that, then run. That's all. Especially if he's naked. (laughs) Yes, but we made another. We made. We made. (laughs) Yes, if there's a naked Austrian man asking for your car, give it to him, Um, because he'll be hard to take down. He'll be slippery. Um, Other than that, (laughs) um, it's it's been a. It, it's we've made another revolve around the sun and I'm thrilled to be uh, doing this with you guys and, and having fun. And even when we fight, it's fun. So uh, I will go to Josh. Yeah. I, uh, I was thinking about this as you guys were talking, I agree with Jason hundred percent. I think that was not a fun week, but uh, those things are necessary. Yeah. You got to do this every 10 years or so, right? You know, hey, like if you watch hey. the Godfather, right. You got to go to the mattresses. Um, but I'm glad we're here, the four of us talking. And I think we've uh, evolved from that in a positive way. So 100% agree, J-Dub. Um, and 2022, you know, I I'm, I don't know. I uh, love that Modern Warfare is back to its... I, I love that game. And I was thinking, I need that. I'm a competitive person. And 
I had to stop playing basketball. I didn't have to stop. I voluntarily stopped because of a knee issue Old. that I don't want to reoccur. No, I could still play. Come on. Um, <laughs> but uh, the competitive juice that I get from that game, um, it it keeps me, uh, it, it really, it, it's just a good part of my life and I enjoy having that. Um, and, you know, Jason, you said, you said we never we don't play the the game pass games. I, I agree with that, and I think because our time at least our time is so valuable, right? You got to spend it on what you enjoy. And I think I don't want to play a bunch of garbage games because I have such li- limited time. So I don't know. I just I, playing Call of Duty as a group, I think, is 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 super important, and I hope that continues in twenty twenty three. And and I hope in twenty twenty three in the future we can change the automobile buying process to be a lot, a lot easier, but uh, I can go on a rant on that. I want you to rant on that next time. It's really easy. If you go to an auction, read just, I'm going to say, I I want you to, I want you to, I will just say, I will just say, I will never, I will never go through that again. I won't. (laughs) If you go to auction, Josh, you set your price. And if it goes past it, you're done. Well, Anyway, I, my next I, Jason has converted me over. The next, the next car I buy will be for me, so <laughs> it's it's going to be an easier process. And if you guys hear me bitching and complaining about it, say, remember what you said on the podcast. So Can't write that down. Is it worth the thousand bucks? Write it down. Write it down. Book it. All right. Uh, so I, I'm just trying to speed this along. I, I apologize. Um, I will continue using the 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 game pass because i i'm passionate about games and i enjoy taking a look at what developers are making so i usually try all of the game pass games at least a little bit uh admittedly i don't go and play the entire game i play it until my attention wanes and then i'm like okay well this is not keeping my attention this is not the type of game that i would like to play moving on i typically do that when i have time because i'm not nearly as busy or social as the rest of the team here and so I, I have a lot more time uh, to to play um, uh, games on my own. Um, so I, I, I'll keep that going. Twenty twenty two. If it weren't for if it weren't for this group um, and playing with you guys and the friendships that we built, oh um, I would have I would have found the end of twenty twenty two after my father passed. I would have found it probably. Uh, a lot harder to cope with you guys have been there for me you've given me the outlet to take my mind off of stuff um that that has been bothering me so it's it's i really appreciate it and i I really that's really what i feel i feel that that this game this gaming uh community can be you know we can be together we can be friends we can be there for each other even if it's just providing the distraction uh, away from our our tough stuff that we're going through. So uh, thank you guys for that, and uh, I look forward to continuing and building on our friendships and brotherhood uh, in 23. Um, hopefully we'll have some other games that we can play as a four-person team, um, but we'll, we'll see what 2023 brings us. 
All right, Here so those is. those listener that well, listener that doesn't well listen to uh, Jason's does, got a <laughs> You can't those, do that, Tim. Can you can't do I'm that? Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, so for the for the for the listeners that were bored with our Call of Duty rant, we've moved it to the end. So this is your opportunity to turn it off and go to the next episode. But uh, I wanted to talk about some of the Call of Duty stuff that was released. Uh, near the end of the year, we had a couple of things that came out that um, that really, really intrigued us. One of them was Raids, which is a three-person cooperative story against AI. Hmm. And uh, it is the mission-based type of stuff that Jason and I uh, usually are very vocal about and want to be a part of and want them to, to, to bring back but of course we want it to be four player and not three player. Yeah. So we have yet to finish that mission, but the, the first time I played it was with uh, Stuart and Josh and we played it for a long time and never did get a chance to finish it because it got extremely hard at the very end. Now I'm a little worried that we only have about 18 and 17 or 18 days left in season one. And I'm worried they're going to take rate that rate episode one away. Oh, in place of an episode two. Point. So we need to probably get off our, our butts and, and get back into that and, and hit it hard. So one of us will have to play it twice or two of us might have to play it twice to be able to make sure all four of us get an opportunity to play it. I will have to play it to, to duck out. So you three can do it. And then I can come oh, back let's in. Let's not start that again. I no, think I'm just saying whatever, whatever works. Right. Maybe I, mean, I want to play with you, Josh. Okay, got uh-huh. it. Mm-hmm. I like the sound it. of that. <laughs> What'd you say? I'm not that's sure the only that's way true. we'll make it through is if not you're in there. Because it is, it is not true. No, in the, if there's sniper it, stuff, I'll be fine. It's, it's hard. not. <laughs> I think uh, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to give good. another try, Ken. I'm willing to give another try. I think it's just a matter of, I think whoever's available, let's do it. And then. The problem yeah. becomes at the end, it gets a little more monotonous than it probably needed to be. And if that continues, yeah. I agree. It's a, it's, it's a think, typical uh, boss fight at the end where you have to yeah, figure so out the, like the, each one of us has yeah. to be in separate locations. So we can't back each other up. And then in it, uh, inevitably we get attacked by AI, each one of us, and we can't go back and help each other because we're separated because yeah. we have to do the uh, collection of data and pass it on to each other. And it's a pain, the pain in the butt, but uh, it's meant yeah. to be hard. Right. So, I think we're I think we're good enough to be able to do it. And can we talk about whoever's training the AI on I was their just marksman skills that. for God's sakes? Like hey, how do I get plunked with one bu- one bullet and you guys you guys are all about the AI and all about loving this stuff, you know, learning Different technology. AI. I don't <laughs> I don't like it because I want it better. to be as bad as I am. That's what I, I want the told AI to be. you in a previous episode that in a couple of weeks, we're not going to be able to play this game anymore because the AI is going to learn and they're going to be too good and they're killing us. They're, they're Are we playing? Did we play the the raids thing on the lowest difficulty? Yes. I don't think you can choose. Yes. No, 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 you, you can't. Can. No, you can. There's, okay. there's, 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 there's normal raid, which we played, which is regular. And then there's bat crap crazy raid, which we haven't even gone near. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't play that. No, anymore. that would be too. I wouldn't waste time. It's too. We can't do the regular one. We could. Yeah, that's, what I mean. that's like ridiculous. <laughs> All right. The next thing I'm glad they brought back in Call of Duty is uh, the daily challenges for multiplayer. Yes. Yeah. So you have three challenges that like you it. have to complete to get extra XP, <laughs> and then you unlock a couple of extra 
uh, bonus uh, challenges that give you even more XP. And uh, it's a great way to advance your weapons, your character, uh, your battle pass. And uh, it's it's incredibly addictive. I am on every day just to get those challenges completed. Um, so I, I'm glad they brought that back. It adds a layer of uh, OCD and obsession to play this game. And fortunately, the game is the gameplay is still good enough in multiplayer to keep me keep me attentive. So I'm I'm, I'm enjoying yeah. that. I and I'll be real quick. I think the one thing I like about it is that it does challenge me to use other things I wouldn't normally use. So I think that's yeah. well done. Um, it's sometimes you know, and so it's fun. It is fun. I know. I knew what I love about this group is not all of us love it, um, but um, one of us doesn't like it. But uh, I think it's fun. Well, Jason doesn't like multiplayer as a whole, but I think he has the same obsessive personality to go yep. after the challenges. Once but there's, yeah. there's a, there's, I tend to agree with him though. The multiplayer tends to be um, pretty hectic and there's very little strategy and people just run around jumping and, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's, I don't know. It, it, it seems a bit juvenile at times. But there are some matches you play and they do seem pretty advanced and you have a lot of fun with it because of the way the other team is playing as well. So, yep, I agree. But, um, yeah, you're at the mercy of the lobby in that case. And that you are that includes cheating too, right? Like sometimes, yeah, yeah. you know, there's cheaters. In all honesty, um, man, I, I think we talked about this once before is with regard to the cheating. Um, I don't, I don't think we're getting much cheating from people that are playing on console. I think the majority of the cheating we're getting are from PC players. I don't have facts or data to back that up. Um, I do want to kind of start paying attention though, to see, okay, if we come across a cheating player, if we can look at their icons and tell what, uh, what platform they're on, this might help us nail this down. But uh, Ricochet is still working. Um, but it's, there's still some getting through the net, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, so DMZ, uh, they've added challenges to DMZ. Um, the, the factions challenges, which has become more challenging than I thought they would be. Um, there are some that just, just escaped me. I just cannot get them. I'm having a hell of a time with DMZ. Um, I, I ruin every, every, everybody's chance to, to exfil. Um, I tend to be the, the root cause of the, the failure of the team and, and death of oh, everybody. Yeah. But, yeah. uh, but I think I, I made up for that in this last one, uh, where we had a throw down with another team and, and we were able to make it out alive. So you were fun. late to the helicopter, but yes, I would agree. I was late, but I was protecting us okay. anyway. Um, I would like to announce that we got third place in Battle Royale at least once. Well, at least, so yeah. we are working our way up. I was listening to the last episode and and uh, Josh was making a comment that he did not think that we, we would be able to get a, a number one. And I think we're getting closer. And I think he's probably, probably uh, with us now and thinking that we might be able to pull this off. It's hard, say though. we wouldn't, or it would be diff I don't remember. Anyway, yes, it's it, and, it, it's difficult. And but Josh, yes. in the last, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I feel I feel better about our chances. And I was Good. thinking about that the other day. Like, we should really grind 
and try to get a number one just to say we did it. Well, and I made the comment in the last game. I think the one thing we don't do well, both in BR and in uh, DMZ, is getting our loadouts. I think the guys that win get their – they set up a loadout that has the top weapons they have. And I think if we do that, like if you have your top weapons and we have our top weapons, we have a much better chance of staying on target because we're picking up good weapons, but they're not – they're not dialed in for us. So I think if we get really good loadouts and buy in our loadouts, and that's what we do, I think we'll get in better shape. And I think I think that would get us from three to two. To I think what I've noticed why we've climbed is we're paying more attention to where we think the end is going to be. Yeah, yeah. And that's we try to get there that's quicker. Yep, you're exactly right. Like if we can and try we to predict together. that center and stay together, uh-huh. yep, I, we get that's where we get close. And then then okay. it's just a matter of who's going to win the gun battle, right? But but imagine if we each have, think about this, and we can go through this later. I know we're getting late. You got to go. If we each have our different BR loadouts for the end that have, one has a bomb drone, one has a precision strike, one has whatever. If we have, each one of us has a role to play similar to what you're talking about. We come in with our role. Then we, that final gun battle, we got a much better chance. Yeah, we don't take the time uh, to build our loadouts for um, DMZ or Warzone. Um, I know that I have, several loadouts for multiplayer but i have zero that i've built yeah. for warzone and multi yeah. and, uh, uh dmz so if we take the time to do that i agree get enough cash buy a loadout drop and really we just need to have enough money for one loadout drop and i think we all can capitalize on that one loadout drop we can all get our own loadouts from it so i think that i think i agree i think that's a, a key uh success uh story there we need to probably Look like into. Jason with a sniper rifle is deadly. So let's do it. Let's do it. All right. I know we're getting close. We got to probably wrap it up. Yeah. Let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and uh, tie this one off and uh, we'll uh, we'll call a day. Thanks for the listener for coming back after such a long hiatus. Um, but uh, this is old guys playing games and I'm Ken. I'm Stu. I'm Jason. And I'm Josh. Yay! We did it, and we—oh, he wrote it. Yeah, look, he wrote it down. He's writing the alphabet down. Good yeah. job, Stu. Proud of you. Nice. Good I learned. I learned stuff. <laughs> nice job. All right. Thanks, guys. Hey, See ya.